Greetings and salutations. You are listening to the Into the North podcast, where we take a look at the competitive side of the Commander format, also known as CEDH. I am one of your hosts, Reed, aka Sick Robot, and today I'm joined by my co-hosts, Matt, aka Null. Yo, yo. And Morgan, aka Spleenface. How's it going? Um, and in this episode, uh, at the behest of both <laughs> our listeners in our Discord server, as well as the uh, most of the chat in the recent Team Turn 3 stream that both me and Morgan were on, uh, we are going to be doing a Disperse tier list. Um, Disperse is a one blue instant that says return target non-line permanent to its owner's hand, and oh boy are there a lot of those effects in the format, to the point where uh, people uh, get into incredibly minute arguments about very, very small differences between them, which is exactly what we're looking to do today. <laughs> um, but before we get into any of that, uh, how you guys been? <laughs> we we recorded the last two uh, episodes back to back, so there should be like you know something to something to say for the gap this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I picked up Factorio again. Oh uh, God! Because uh, massive time sink. Yeah, but I I've been like pretty disciplined about it. I think. Yeah. I've been like sounds impossible. Like I don't think any one session has gone for more than three hours, which seems pretty okay for my typical gaming habits. Hmm. By session, do you mean you went for three hours, got a meal for like half an hour, <laughs> and came back and played another three? No, 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 no. I I carried on with my day. Wow, that's a uh, that's legitimately <laughs> impressive. You know, and it keeps it interesting. At least, at least I feel yeah. motivated to come back. Yeah. Definitely burned out last time. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I went and played CDH with real people in my physical presence at a game store. Yeah, you did. It's been, wow. a, been a while since I've done that. It's been a hot <laughs> second. That was, uh, it's been like almost, almost three years, huh? Two years? Yeah. Besides two the one-off things. Three yeah. quarters, yeah. I yeah. think we, we canceled like, it was March? February. No, no, it was... Oh, it did was we cancel in February? Wow. I, th I think we canceled the late February... Uh, like, we were going to do one of the weekend gatherings, and someone was like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't. And then, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we had one in March. Everything shut down on, like, the... It was, like, early mid-March. was, like, the 12th or something, but... Yeah. We may, like we may have had one the week before, but I don't, I don't think so. Anyways. I guess we could uh, chill the Discord. We definitely should shield the Discord. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that will be in the description for this episode. Uh, anybody that's in Toronto or is in the Toronto area at all, or if you're like passing through Toronto or whatever, um, there is actually now a Toronto CDH Discord uh, that you should go join, um, which is where we're doing organization for, you know, organizing weekly, uh, weekly play groups and stuff like that. I think we're, we're trying to get Sundays locked in at a face-to-face -face games if you're in the area. Um, I think like, starting at like one o'clock to whenever um so oh, I if you're around that, but, but anyways. is it oh yeah check the discord it, for the latest in events anyways it doesn't yeah matter you do that but yeah definitely uh come by join the discord uh come hang out uh it's a good time we actually have a we had a pretty good turnout for the first session we had like a uh, seven people show up yeah yeah which is not uh bad. not bad for nice. something that came together in like i think it was less than a week so yeah, that happened yeah. on a Friday, right? And I, th I was like, yeah. oh man, I, I want to go... Thursday. Or a Thursday, we... yeah. Because I remember seeing, like, we should do Sundays, and I'm like, I didn't even think to check the Discord until, like, 
Friday night, and I was like, oh, damn, missed it. Next time. Yeah. Uh, shout out to uh, Toshi, who, you know, took the initiative to actually do something. Like, yeah, really. <laughs> it's always been like, yeah, just, we should start those yeah. up again, and then just not take an action. Never so, got back to it. You know, I, I honestly think having someone actually do it. I honestly think moving off of Facebook was a huge motivator. <laughs> I I just had like zero incentive or like want to actually interact with the Facebook group ever. Not because like the Facebook group was terrible, because just Facebook is a terrible platform for that stuff. Um. Oh, yeah, not we should have we should have a Twitter group. Discord's better. Oh God, Twitter <laughs> is the best platform. Right? Twitter, uh, what are they called? Twitter has subreddits now, right? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Unless Elon also got rid of that team, in which case they're probably done anymore. Spaces? Are they called spaces? Is that he's gonna name? no wait. He's what? gonna kill Twitter and save democracy. That's my my latest <laughs> theory. <laughs> I believe it. He's All right, murdering himself. Um. So, getting into housekeeping, uh, we would like to thank our new patrons, as always. Uh, we have one for this week, and that is Jack P. Thanks, Jack P. Thank you, you Rock. Bring it back. Uh, <laughs> much appreciated. Um, of course, we can't, we can't really do... The, well, I mean, we could do the show without our patrons, but it would be nowhere near as fun. And the sport lets us actually do, you know, like gameplay, which is really cool. And I think that we really enjoy it, and I, I think a lot of our listeners and viewers have really enjoyed it, so... Yeah really helps us to actually like do that kind of stuff do like ambitious projects absolutely for sure cool um so with that out of the way let's get into the main topic um so we have a bunch of disperses and a tier list and we're just gonna roll right into it um so we're the assuming first you we... all know how tier lists work at this point <laughs> <laughs> hopefully we've done two of them so far green means um, good right <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah exactly just, just yeah further down the alphabet you get um so i think the core cornerstone that we talked a bit about or actually like a decent amount before the show uh is where do we put actual factual disperse um uh, because that's sort of going to be like the cornerstone of like where everything else gets ranked is sort of going to be like everything is going to be ranked relative to actual factual disperse um and what we settled on was disperse is going to be basically the line between C and D tier. Um, so it's going to sit at the bottom of C tier um, for this entire tier list. Uh, anything worse than disperse is going to go into D, and anything better can go into C or higher, um, if that makes yeah. any sense. So oh. since everybody's on board, uh, let's get rolling. Uh, right, Morgan, first... would you like to read some? Yeah. Yeah, first up, we've got Boomerang. So this is... Uh... Definitely a classic. Uh, it's a, a spell with a storied history in magic. Uh, and it is blue, blue, instant, return target permanent to its owner's hand. So a uh, little harder to cast, but it's lands. And man, what a play pattern that card has. <laughs> it, oh, that dude, so it's so much fun in 1v1. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know you're in for a, a good old wholesome fun game of magic when your opponent taps blue blue and casts a boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> Targeting your land? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll play this I'll play this Azorius Chancery. Okay, cool. Untap boomerang. <laughs> cool. Yeah, um, that's basically worst case scenario. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, actually, sorry, before we get even uh, any further as well, um, we are actually going to uh, only be ranking instant 
uh, on this tier list. Uh, story stories get a bit weirder because the, the, the mana costs get a bit like weirder and the upsides are like a less immediately applicable to uh, disperse. So we're going to be sticking with instance. Anyway. But if you like this episode and, and enough, we we'll also, do a sorcery version. <laughs> we, we, everything costs three or less. We were going to keep it to two, but there were a couple three-mana ones that have like historically seen CDH play that we felt were worth it to include on the list. So, yeah. But but no, like, five-mana nonsense. Yeah, yeah. So, with all that out of the way, Boomerang. Um, I feel... I, I feel like it's like almost equivalent in terms I think it's I think it's D tier. I think it's D, it I think it's D as well. D. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. like the, the, the double is blue is yeah. so narrow. In CDH the upside is so narrow. Like I could literally think of maybe bouncing a cradle before someone's yeah. turn that you no. expect to win like I, I don't even the know. The unironic the unironic most realistic upside to me is bouncing in a Shia. But that like that uh, is one card. Yeah. It's it's bouncing. I think it's bouncing a Shia, or okay. Actually, there, there are a couple of things here. Bouncing a Shia, bouncing your own Urza Saga with three on the stack, and then uh, bouncing an opponent's Cephalid Coliseum so that you can win with Oracle. Mm, yeah. True. So D tier. <laughs> yeah. 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 I I think I think it's probably on the whole worse, actually. But yeah, pretty high on the D tier. You know what? I I think there's okay, this is talking a bit meta, but I think there's a actually a pretty sharp cliff off disperse into D tier. So boomerang is pretty close, but the, there's some like pretty bad ones. <laughs> I think there's some like pretty bad stinkers <laughs> yeah, after like, Yeah. <laughs> D really is many tiers lower than C here. <laughs> Alright. Uh, next up, we have Cyclonic Rift. Uh, this card needs no introduction, but I'll give it one anyways. One <laughs> in a blue instant. Return target non-land permanent you don't control to its owner's hand. And you can overload it for six and a blue. So, I mean, you can't bounce wow. red Docksides with it, right? So just Honestly, like, zero uh, out of ten. Yeah. yeah. Just like Almost equivalent to Disperse. <laughs> at the at the risk of being called like a boomer or living in the past or something something TNT, I want to put this in S tier. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mm. I think this is like like top of S tier, uh, like maybe second to S tier. I I think that like, uh, maybe maybe third. We'll, we'll we'll get there when we get to the rest of the tier list. But like I I I think it's I think I'd be hard pressed to. It definitely um, breaks the ice on S for sure. Yeah. Uh, All right. To put it anywhere else it just like it's it's effect is so unique it it does it does disperse in a way that like no other disperse does disperse aside from like maybe rushing river um but it just like it's it's a one-of-a-kind effect in the game like board wipe for everything uh asymmetrical is at instant speed is just like a nutty effect that you don't find anywhere else except if you're paying like seven mana on its face without the option for the two cmc part yeah all right uh, next up we have You Come to a River, uh, modal spell, uh, still one in a blue, uh, first mode is return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand, uh, second mode is target creature gets plus one plus zero until end of turn, uh, and it can't be blocked this turn. So okay. you can make something unblockable. You can't just make, it's more than just making something unblockable, it's also giving plus one plus zero. <laughs> Which is important because you can block and kill someone's Timna with your Thrasios. 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a cursed reason to okay have that here's a here's a better reason <laughs> uh uh yeah uh you can block and kill a Najila or something i don't know <laughs> with with the, yeah uh, there you go I, like what no it's you can you can use it on your Najila to block and kill a winota there you go yeah that's pretty hot too um i don't dude i don't know it's like I, it's it's like clearly playable. higher than C. It's clearly higher than disperse because it, it is just Sorry, it's, that, right. It's higher than disperse. Well, I it's don't... higher than disperse. I'm not sure that it's better than a C tier. Like it's yeah, just playing exactly Ishai. Or like I could see. Uh, I think uh, it's been in um, Yidris. Oh, uh, sure. but yeah. he's trample. <laughs> he's a yeah, five but like with trample. <laughs> but like you might as well, right? I don't know. <laughs> well, I, like I if guess. you're if you're gonna play a disperse, uh, it seems like in a deck like Yidris, this one is pretty reasonable. Uh, I I'm, like <laughs> I think I think to me this is C tier. Like this is this is the perfect example of like a a narrow upside that's not super relevant. That obviously it's better than disperse, but only just. Uh, okay, my argument is there are plenty of disperse equivalents with even less relevant upsides and we're gonna want to basically not just have c filled with those yeah but uh, i don't know yeah actually you know what i think the fact that this is actually seen cdh play might pump it to a b <laughs> because i'm looking at the rest of this tier list and i could identify like at least like four things i think that could probably make it into c <laughs> and this is like better than all yeah, of those exactly well i mean we have we have like twenty cards, so putting four of them in C is fine. Yeah. All right. Okay, you we know can, what? Let's, we let's put, put it in C, C for now, and yeah. we'll shuffle around at the end. I Makes, think. Uh, I actually, I actually think better. this one's upside is is smaller than a lot of the other ones that I'm thinking have like very minor upsides. Okay. All right. So ma maybe I just disagree on that evaluation a little yeah. bit. We'll, okay. We'll get there. Next up, we have we have Winds of Rebuke. Uh. This is uh, a disperse, but it also makes everyone mill two cards. Morgan has thoughts Pretty on this high. card. <laughs> had, I love this card. We had, a dis we had a discussion about this, like, relatively recently, and also, like, I don't think Morgan's, like, taken it out of a turbo deck for, like, the past three years. I think, okay, so this card obviously got a little bit worse with the printing of Breach, uh, because milling people became, like, yeah. a little bit more of a cost, but in terms of upside... Desperation stuffing a top deck tutor is up there, and it's, it doubles yeah. as a win outlet in like certain shenanigans decks that involve like infinitely casting spells. You can just mill everyone out um, if you have like a eternal witness loop or some nonsense going on. Uh, loops with endurance under infinite mana. Um, so I I really like this one. I'm. I, I know I'm going to get laughed at for this. I think it, for me, it goes in A. I'm, I'm sure you guys are going to put it in B. But... Oh, no, I think I would put it I in think... A. Um, okay, because it's seen a, like a lot of CEDH play, and also because I agree with you, like stuffing top deck tutors is a significant upside. Um, that being said, though, the win condition argument, I feel like is pretty loose because there's so many, there's so many jank, like, you know, infinite card outlet type wins that, are already in your deck. You don't have to put wins in for that. 
especially since it has been printed, right? Like, I feel like we've gotten a lot of just like incidental win outlet stuff yeah. relatively recently. Um, after wins was printed, but yeah, I, I think I think stuffing top deck tutors is actually like probably in terms of like the the disperses that aren't totally broken or like don't totally like change how you view the effect. I think it's like a pretty top tier secondary ability. Yeah. Like not not S tier, but like it's it's definitely it's a, like it's it's definitely like a disperse with upside. Like you look at Winds of Rebuke and you're like, I'm playing this as a disperse. You're not like playing it as like as like a psych rift. Like you Sure, yeah. When you play when you play Psych Rift, you're not like I'm playing this as a disperse. You're like, I'm playing this as Psych Rift because Psych Rift is busted. Yeah. Right. Alright. Yeah. Nice. Uh, ne- next up we have uh Machine Over Matter, which is a new card. Uh it's a disperse, but it costs one less if you control an artifact creature. Uh notable artifact creatures in the format. Uh, there aren't that many of them. Uh Esper Sentinel, Cody. Phyrexian Metamorph, if you're uh, feeling Armix. spicy. Armix, true, true. Uh, uh, Silas? I guess Silas is technically an artifact. No one ever... <laughs> when's the last time someone's controlled a Silas? Honestly. Yeah, honestly. I mean, yeah, I may have played a game a few days ago where someone cast Silas like five times, but, you know, whatever. Dude, casting, <laughs> casting Silas is basically foretelling okay. your disperse, right? Exactly. It wasn't five, it was three, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Still a lot of Silas casts. Um, it's yeah, actually so... hilarious that, like, I think if any deck would play this, it would be Shorokai, except for the fact that Shorokai isn't a creature a vast majority of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is kind of funny. <laughs> um, it's, just, like, th- this one's weird to me because the upside is so powerful and, like, it reads like you should, like, there should be a place for it that, like, you can get it consistently and feel good about playing that deck and also playing this card. But, like, there just really isn't. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's me, unfortunate right? for Cody that it doesn't cost one to trigger it. I still yeah, think it's, like, one. conceptually playable, but... Uh, 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 did we say, or we said Urza, right? Oh, that's true. Oh, we actually. definitely didn't say Urza. Oh, yeah, that's okay. very, very true. Comes in with artifact, huh? Yeah, that's. Hmm. I mean, I'm not sure that actually does change the math on that that's much, considering you know it's Urza. But yeah, yeah, I think it's probably cuttable uh, from Urza anyway. <laughs> yeah, this this one feels like uh, this Maybe? one feels like less general, but like in the places where it is going to be good, it's like really good. In terms of upsides, but like yeah. the, it's just like a super narrow like range where it is actually like you can actually have okay. the upside. Well, like here's playing a, a good deck. Here's a question: If you have an artifact creature in play, is it better than wins? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh, I, I, sure. I I would Absolutely. I would take them I would take the mana over like pretty much any marginal upside on any on any of these. I think. Mm. Um, and then I guess I, the I, conditions. So it's not particularly common. So. I could see this being a B, solid B. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think the narrowness sort of like limits it to a B. If there was like a really good artifact creature commander that really wanted it, I think it could probably crack A. But I think as is, it's probably just yeah. A. Uh, I think definitely like if we get if we live in a world where there's an artifact creature commander that's actually good, then then it it moves up to A for me as well. Yeah. Like, like if Rograk was an artifact, I d- ignoring oh, all God, the other stop. problems that that yeah, would contribute to, but if Rograk, like if Rograk was an artifact, then this would be like 
A tier, maybe S, right? Like, but for or right even now, like, yeah. I I feel like Rograg feels like a bit of a cheat, but like even sure, yeah, yeah. If like if Timna was an artifact, I'd like yeah. really like this a lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, next up we have uh, possibly the most controversial card on this list: uh, Chain really? of Vapor. Oh, not necessarily in terms of where we rate it, just in terms of uh, <laughs> what play patterns are socially acceptable. Oh. Um, <laughs> That's fair. Uh, so, return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. This only costs a blue. Uh, then that permanence controller may sacrifice a land. If that player does, they may copy the spell and choose a new target for that copy. So, so uh, I, it's it's immediately S tier. Like I don't think there's like a we know it's S. ranking of this card. Yeah. I just, um, I and guess I, the question is, is it better than Cyclonic Rift? And I think I have my answer. I, I think it is. Yeah. I, I, I think, like, Cyclonic Rift is a really, really good effect, but, like, Chain of Vapor is just so much more than a Disperse, right? Like, it's, it's a ritual, there's, like, politics stuff that can go on, like, you can, like, in, like, really desperate situations, you can get, like, multiple things off the board if everybody works together. Um... Or you just I get just, multiple things off the board I because feel like, it's just like one man. It's just so good. Yeah. I, I just I feel like the card is like weirdly narrow in that a lot of the time you don't wanna cast it. Like things I, can just go horribly wrong. Okay, can I like I think I think Chain of Vapor is overplayed and and I think the context where like it's super narrow is because you've forced it into a deck that shouldn't play it. <laughs> yeah, I I was about to say I think I think you you might be coming at that with under the like understanding that you play like just almost exclusively mid range, <laughs> or like I think I think if you were consistently playing decks that were like at all faster than what we typically play, like chain is just like so, so good. good in those situations, and it, like yeah. it's like the only thing that does what it does that effectively. Um. Yeah, I guess, like, I feel like the, the thing that makes it hard for me to put this in S tier is that, to me, there are a lot of decks where you really don't want to put it in. Where, like, with Cyclonic Rift, it's, in the decks where it's not good, it's not nearly so bad. Yeah. I like, like, like you might be like, yeah. I don't know, you're, you're, you know, overloading Cyclonic Rift isn't super relevant, or, like, isn't super realistic in, you know, your, like, Timnacrom deck or whatever. And, like, that is true, but there's never, there's, like, very rarely going to be a time when you're playing Timnacrom where there's a Psygrift in your hand and you're like, I really don't want to put this on the stack right now. And that's going to happen all the time with Chain of Vapor in, like the opposite like mid-range decks and that like really to me yeah but it's makes it I hard like, to put it in s tier it's just i feel like that gets so offset by how good it is in the decks that it is good in right like psygrift is only so good in a given deck like it's a really great upside but it's like only so good even if you're doing like cradle big mana stuff like you're not gonna have the mana to cast it until later in the game or like overload it later in, in, in until later in the game like in the decks where Chain of Vapor is good, it's just like, like honestly, like a lot of the time, like one of the best rituals in the deck. Even yeah, like you're so happy to see Chain of Vapor off of a mass right. draw so often in those decks that I just like I feel like it's it it's doing it such a disservice to put it anything lower than S. I I think the actual argument is just like where it is in S. 
um, in relation to the Psych Rift. Okay, I I think, sure, I'm I'm fine to agree to that. I think it should go below Psych Rift because it has such a lower floor. Mm. Like, I, I feel like, I feel like an S tier is, it's not just, like, uh, in my mind, generally, S tier is not just, like, a really good thing. It's also one that it kind of has to lack weaknesses. Hmm. Like, okay. I, I, mm. I struggle putting, like, things that have really high upside and really high downside in, in S tier. To me, like, S tier has to be more rounded. But if we're putting it in here, I think it should go below Rift. I, I think I'd personally put it above Rift, but I, I think I'm fine to just sit on this for now. Yeah. And, uh, I just, and the rest of I just agree with the, like, high upside and low downside argument a little bit. You, I think you definitely have to consider the context where it's played. Alright. In terms of, like, especially when you can, like, especially when, to be like, outvoted. if you're, like, tutoring for it instead of just, like, naturally drawing for it, like, I feel like having a chain of vapor, having, like, the first chain of vapor in your deck is, like, might be, for those decks, way more important than having, like, the first Psych Rift effect. True. Okay. Yeah. Next up, we have Into the Royal, which is a Disperse, but you can kick it for an extra one and a blue to draw a card. So, legitimate question, when's the last time somebody saw it kicked into the Royal in a game of CDH? I think Slash, I... Does, does the act of kicking a into the Royal immediately mean that game is no longer a CDH game? <laughs> yeah, it might have been 2015, probably. 2016, 2015. kick myself in the... <laughs> kick my into the Royal. Uh, so, I uh, <laughs> played this card most recently in... Uh, the MLC 2021 edition because we were only allowed to make five swaps and it didn't quite th there were f five swaps I wanted to make more from the deck list <laughs> I started with what and every time I drew it I just got angry <laughs> D tier <laughs> no okay <laughs> I think I think like honestly, like it could be worse than disperse just because it baits you into thinking you get more value out of it, so you just hold it until you can kick it. <laughs> okay, to to me, as much as I hate it, the upside is real, and to me that means it has to go in B tier. Uh, like drawing um... a card is like actually a relevant effect. No, I I it, it is a relevant so, effect. It, I feel like it happens so rarely that it's just stuck in C. Like, if, if I had ever seen one kicked successfully, then, like, maybe, but it just doesn't happen. I feel like, also, I don't know, I feel like most CDH decks are so well-prepared to draw that extra card when they actually need it, and this is I did also, like, I did kick it once when it was in Calamax very briefly. That felt good. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty good. If you're copying it, sure. I, I kind of feel like yeah. you come to a river actually has a more relevant upside. I this is what I'm saying. Like I I think into the world is actually just like less relevant than unblockable, <laughs> a large part of the time. What? Like you're playing both. You can you can you can you have to play one of them and only one of them in your Timna deck. Which do you play? It's got to be river. the royal because, because no, no no no. Here's why. Here's why. Because I. <laughs> Maybe maybe this is just, like, my idiosyncrasy as a player. I don't think I could ever psychologically convince myself that making something unblockable was better than holding it to bounce something relevant. 
But if you're like, I'm just, I'm just not willing to pay that opportunity cost for like a Tim to draw. But like, like you're what? paying opportunity on into the royal by holding it so that you can eventually get a draw off of it. No, no, but but what I'm saying is that like, in order to take advantage of its upside, I don't have to forego the main reason I'm playing the card. Okay, at least with into the royal, you can draw your top tutor post combat with your Tim that, and then tutor and cast the into the royal to draw what you tutor for. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> We're just we're coming up with increasingly just <laughs> arcane situations with these upsides. And it's I honestly it's only gonna get worse. I don't know why I'm complaining but, already. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I I genuinely cannot see myself ever thinking I would rather make this creature unblockable this turn than have this disperse for when I potentially need it in the future. You know what? I'll I'll accept above I'll accept above you come to a river, but I won't accept B tier. I'll, yeah. I'll give you like top of C tier currently. All right. <laughs> but drawing okay, cards I would, is actually good. I would ditch a you come to the river to block and kill a Timna with my Thrasios um, any day. Oh, yeah. Just Doom Blading a Timna. Relevant. I guess the, the plus one plus O is, is hilariously potentially more relevant than the, uh, than <laughs> yeah, the unblockable <laughs> in most uh, decks, yeah. CDH is a weird format sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, next up we have Echoing Truth. Uh, disperse that also hits all other permanents with the same name as the thing you targeted. So, uh, first of all, gotta get it off my chest. Mandatory. Uh, Popper All-Star. Oh my god, I've played this in yeah. so many Popper sideboards. So good. <laughs> um, but in terms of CDH, yeah, it's just, it's a good, it's a good one. I feel like, I feel like, uh... I feel like it's underplayed. Maybe not underplayed because like there's just so many better disperses, but like it's it's upside is like very real, right? Especially in like, I had mine and somebody else's priest of Titania. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. I got to witness that happen, and it was glorious. <laughs> it was very sad. Okay, so I think we've clearly identified relevant upside, so it's B tier. Yeah, I, I think it's probably better than uh. Machine Never Matter. But, yeah. like, that upside can also be downside. <laughs> it can be, but, like, if you're putting it in a deck, I feel like a lot of the decks that are going to play an Echoing Truth are doing it because they need to handle multiple Archons. <laughs> and, like, being able to bounce multiple Archons with a 2-mana bounce spell is just so powerful. But, but yeah. how can I safely use this on my own dock side? <laughs> <laughs> See, no, 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 this is the play, is that you, you use it on your own dock side, and then you put a root maze in play to bait everybody else into casting their dock sides to get their value, so that you can remove your own root maze and then slam your dock side back down. <laughs> so you guys, wow. you guys both think above Machine Over Matter? Uh, yeah, or... probably. I, I, think, I, I think so. I think Machine Over Matter, though, could be great in a, yeah, in like a specific deck that probably doesn't exist. Okay. <laughs> Next up, this, one, this one's a bit of a, bit of a reader. And uh, one that's near and dear to my heart. A Brazen Borrower. One blue-blue for a 3-1 Fairy Rogue with Flash Flying and Brazen Borrower can block only creatures with flying. And it has the Adventure Mode of Petty Theft, which is one and a blue instant return target non-land permanent an opponent controls to its owner's hand. So it's Disperse with Legs. Or with Wings. 
Well, so it does it does have the the cyclonic rift downside of it cannot bounce your own stuff. Yeah. That is Yeah. That's relevant. Um it has a couple synergies. Um most notably you can find it with creature tutors and especially recruiter of the guard. Uh that's hilarious. Um Yeah. yeah. It also uh if you cast it from the graveyard with Kess and then play it and then it dies, you can cast it from the graveyard again. Um, so you're saying I should play Phyrexian oh Tower in my cast deck <laughs> uh, huge which is very funny um, yeah and sometimes you can flash it in to block like Gilded Drakes or to hit Planeswalkers Wait. that people didn't oh. think you could hit or whatever I mean it's also just like it's it's just it's it's like a it's a Psych Rift but it also leaves a body that you can just slam for Timna decks as well, right? Like, just... Yep. Oh, hey, I suddenly have this attack of fire. Uh, yeah, right, yeah. Just... I can only ball creatures with flying, true. Even though I unironically play it in a deck, I actually, I don't think I can put this higher than B tier. I think, it, yeah, relevant upside, I'd say. I bet this card draws you more than into the royal. <laughs> Well, it definitely uh, yeah, does, because I play it yeah. in <laughs> I play it in uh, in Holland. So Holland, yeah. Quite literally, yes, it just draws me a card after it's done. Um but I don't have to hold the mana to kick it when I want to use it. Um but, I was yeah, obvi- thinking, obvi- like in the decks that really, really want it, like maybe it's A tier, but I feel like the, uh, it's it's so limited in scope of like where you actually want it. Over I, other I think I would actually want to put it in A tier if it could target your own stuff. Like if it was truly a disperse, if Petty Theft yeah, was literally yeah, just yeah. disperse, I think I would actually put it in A tier. But given that it's not, I think it goes in B. B, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, is it yeah. about Echoing Truth? I'm not sure. We're gonna get absolutely roasted for this take if we oh, we're, put we're, it in we're, we're, really like, compl- we're already being completely clowned just for the chain of vapor discussion um yeah <laughs> i feel like echoing truth is a little better i, I yeah i i think echoing truth is probably just better but it's yeah it, it's probably closer than you think okay yeah. here, here's here's my argument for why brazen borer should be above it is that or above echoing truth is that i feel like Echoing Truth's upside is not it it's so non-synergistic that I feel like it's it's like never the right upside. Like I think I mm-hmm. I think you'd have to be playing like three disperses at least before you got to Echoing Truth ever. And I think with Brazen Borrower, there are decks where you could argue it should be like the second one or maybe yeah. Echoing Truth is always fourth and Brazen Borrower can be third. Yeah, I buy that. I actually buy that. But not always third, yeah. Yeah, oh, definitely not always third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, Echoing Truth just is never, like... I'd never look at a deck and be like, oh, man, this is the one that wants Echoing Truth. Wait, you said you got Echoing Truth or something? What deck I did get Echoing that in? Truth. Yeah, what was that in? Uh, Zombie? Okay. So they're probably just playing a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Uh... All yeah, right. this is actually, it's hilarious that we are getting into, like, peaks versus consistency anyway. <laughs> Even, though, like, it just carries across, like, all tier lists and all ranking systems. Just great. Okay, <laughs> next up comes a fun one. We got Banishing Knack. Uh, one uh, single blue mana, instant, until end of turn, target creature gains 
tap, return target, non-land permanent to its owner's hand. I I love the concept of banishing that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it's a super cool effect in the fact that you can like it's it's a one mana disperse in a vacuum is like super like as as long as you're or like a creatures. two mana disperse with convoke kind of yeah 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 is is just like super super cool and like really effective on its face um but holy moly are there some downsides here <laughs> there okay. are also upsides though yeah you yeah. can cast it on other people's creatures and that's hilarious you can yeah um it's also like sort of a combo piece. I mean, like not really, but you know, like you yeah. you can theoretically do stuff with Village Bell Ringer and Banishing Knack or uh I was gonna say um, if Paradox Engine were still legal, this would definitely be higher on the tier list. Yeah, definitely. Having a uh basically just <laughs> A plus B combo for yeah. you know. Um with like a mana positive rock is uh, pretty hot. Um But yeah, I mean like the downside of like banishing knacking you're you're like the creature that's untapped on the board and isn't summoning sick and then the person that like really doesn't want their thing to go away just like kills the creature in response is just like that's so bad it's such a blowout though it does it, it also has an interesting upside that i feel like uh is much more relevant now than maybe in the past which is um you can cast it in response to like a silencer or a ranger captain crack yeah, and then have the time. Yeah. True. And like be able to hold on to it. And then it's like, cool, you're trying to set up your like your whatever combo. Cool, we'll all just bounce that like Okay, just because we haven't necessarily established ourselves. I think this is better than disperse. I I'm not sure that it is. <laughs> I think I think it has peaks higher than disperse, but I think like the average of vanishing knack is just like so but like it's just the attack surface on Banishing Knack is just so much larger than Disperse. It costs okay. play it costs... removal though. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> just it's it's a disperse that can be countered by an opposing disperse. Like <laughs> that just Oh god. Disperse just outright beats Banishing Knack in it's a one. It's the mental mistakes I... of disperses. <laughs> yeah, but but exactly. think about all the tempo I gained by holding open one one fewer mana each turn for <laughs> the five turns we sat staring each other down. I yeah, I don't know. I feel like the fact that this can be countered by removal is like not relevant enough. Oh, I I don't know. I I feel like it's I feel like that's so much more relevant. Like the fact that like you have this entire class of cards that now interact with your removal spell is just like so rough. Are there any mm. like I'm trying to think if there's like anything that really synergizes with it? Could play it in far um, considering how many untap effects there are. <laughs> there's like, uh, do we have a a commander that untaps itself yet on triggers, like a Thermor Alchemist commander? I don't think so. Uh, right? There are not one that, like, that doesn't have think it's relevant. When does that like, artifact creature untap? There's some condition for it, right? Wait, which artifact creature? Extremely irrelevant. It's like the four cost one. Traxos, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's whenever you cast a historic spell, but also yeah. it's colorless, so. Yeah. If man, if Traxos was mono blue, just combo with banishing deck. <laughs> yeah. Metapositive rock. 
That'd be I guess the only but that'd the be only sick. One. Yeah. <laughs> the Traxos only one is... is a CDH deck. I heard it beat Sick Robot. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh god. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like the only one is Grimgrin, um, which is not a combo because you have to sacrifice a creature to untap it. So. Mm. Um, I mean, like I. I could certainly see that it's not a combo, but it's still like good. Just like sack your board, bounce a bunch like, of like if you're like tournaments. I need to I need to get rid of a bunch of dumb stuff. Oh, okay. I guess probably the one that takes advantage of it the best is Derevin. Oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you like put it on Derevi, you get a bunch of attacks in, stack a bunch of triggers. Or put it on anything and then attack yeah. with Yeah. Them. Oh, you yeah. could put it on something in Yorn. Get a <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know i i i have a hard time believing that this is better than disperse and if it is i think that like the downsides are just too restricting for like how narrow the upside is a lot of the time yeah if there were like a really um i don't know well-defined combo with this yeah like if there were like then... compact combos that like like that, like played cars that you already wanted to be playing. Then, like maybe, yeah. So we're we're putting it in D. I I I uh, think it's like top of D. It's so close. Like, this is a hard one for me. I I yeah. like I'm so conflicted because the arguments for why it's trash make a lot of sense to me. But also, like, again, similar with, like, Brazen Borrower, <laughs> I can see myself putting it in a deck one day, and I never see myself putting Disperse in a deck. You know? Right. Uh, I, think, I think if it is C, then it's, like, just above Disperse. Like, just barely. We tear it in half, we put half of it in B and half of it in D. <laughs> yeah. Here, wait, wait, we'll, we'll add Retraction Helix, we'll put one of them in B and one of them in D. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll target the Brazen Borough and then go into the Graveyard, which is D tier. <laughs> above, or, above Boomerang? Yeah, I, yeah I think it's above gotta Boomerang. be. Yeah. It's gotta okay. be, yeah. Because it actually has upsides. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ne next up we have Right of Undoing. Uh, which is four in a blue instant return target non-land permanent you control and target non-land permanent you don't control to their owner's hands. It has delve, so it's like an aether trade winds with delve. Yeah, that's a weird one. Um, I gotta think that this is below disperse. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm feeling D here. I could, I could see a world where if either. Breach was never printed, or Breach and Dockside were in different colors. There would be a deck that would want this, but the fact that like it's very obviously like in the generic use case a Dockside abuse card that also eats away at your resources for Breach is just like rough. Yeah. Where like if it could be a Dockside support card in a deck that didn't care about the graveyard, I think it would be like probably pretty playable there. But the fact that like. You just, like, can't afford to be eating your graveyard needlessly. It's I'd also, just, like, like super rough. yeah, I feel like the the two effects of this kind of anti- or, like, the two things that make it different kind of anti-synergize. Like, where yeah, would you yeah. put- where would you put just, like, actual literal disperse with delve? Like, four in a blue disperse delve. 
Mm-hmm. Like, like <sighs> higher than this or lower than this? Oh, certainly higher, right? Yeah, higher than yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, Oh, okay. I think... I think it would have to be like I think four and a blue is actually probably like one mana too much. Yeah. I think like three I was and a blue delve is probably better than disperse. Wait, you think four and a blue delve would actually be worse than disperse? I, I think it might be. Four's a lot to ask in a lot of decks. Like you're not playing it in a Nas deck because it's a but that's five like... mana bounce spell with marginal upside. So like you're not you're playing in a deck where like you you want to be able to cast it for, like, what, like, two on turn three? So you have to get, like, a fetch land and, like, two casts of things in the bin before it becomes a disperse. Yeah. Hear me out, though. I think, I think, <laughs> I think if you'd, like, fetch cantrip and then have a disperse online and then it becomes better than disperse once you get, like, another fetch land, like, maybe that's good enough. But, like, I, I think four and a blue is just, like, not good enough at all. All right. Uh, so it sounds like this is going in D tier because this is yeah. even worse than that. I, I think D tier. Boomerang, yeah, probably worse than Boomerang, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like the the decks where like the upside of not having the blue blue is actually relevant are also the decks where you really don't want to be munching your own graveyard. Yep. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have Repeal. Uh, X and a blue. Return target non-land permanent with converted mana cost, or sorry, mana value, X to its owner's hand, and draw a card. For, Pretty for good. the record, for the permanent record, I'd like the court to acknowledge that I refuse to call it mana value. <laughs> it is, in fact, converted mana cost. All right. Noted. Ignored. <laughs> moving on. Um, so, um, I, I think this card is actual doo-doo. Um, yeah i think that i think that like it's it's (laughs) it almost shouldn't be on this tier list um because that bad it's not i don't think it's that bad no no No, no, because it's no no it's that bad at being a disperse Mm. like this card is for bouncing your own crypt and i think unfortunately in this format um like the drawing a card by bouncing your own crypt is not like good. Um, <laughs> you would rather have it just be way more efficient at bouncing your own stuff versus like, yeah. or having, yeah, like or, draw a card tacked on, or like sorry, I I guess like in in a vintage storm deck, the when you have sixty cards and you have four of a lot of your relevant cards, drawing a card can be like really important. But I think the variance on a single card draw in CDH is so high that a card like Repeal just feels like... Like, you can't rely on it ever to find you anything. And you can't even... You can't even look at your hand that's like, I don't know, Ponder plus Repeal and think, this will find me gas for the mana I'm making this turn. Right. And, And so, like, I would never start a chain involving a repeal unless I knew I had it already, in which case the card draws like kind of irrelevant. Mm. Like, I guess, other than I guess, I guess like, with like exactly top deck tutors, but yeah. yeah. I, I guess like the, the place where repeal is actually like m- sort of decent is when you're making copies of it. Uh, but like, that's a, I guess it's a pretty narrow use case. I did not like it in, 
Karkashima for what it's Karkashima. worth. Karkashima, yeah. You just, like, don't have enough permanence in that deck to actually, like, feed it. Feels but even, like. like, just randomly bouncing other people's stuff and, like, all of it, I, I just always felt like it doesn't... I mean, like, it's blue, right? Which I feel yeah. like makes it kind of suck in that deck. I don't know, I just, I don't think there are decks where I like this card. I, I think it's playable in, like, Elsha, where, like, removing a card off the top of your deck could result in more than That's just fair. the benefit of drawing a card. Yeah, or like maybe chip in like well. chip chip stuff, but like yeah, chip's yeah. not a deck, so. Yeah. Um, well, chip in the command zone isn't a deck, yeah. <laughs> chip, chip is not a win con. Um, what? Okay, new Urza definitely. Okay, sorry, there, there are like okay, three fine, new Urzas. Fine. New new blue white one meld with power stoners with <laughs> both like my stone and big stone Urza. I'm gonna rebuild is... Kickar and I'm gonna put a chip in it and I'm just never gonna hear the end of it from Reed. Um, <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd D say tier. probably D, but I think that it's. it's hard I think to I'm say that fine it's to put it boomerang. above Right of Undoing. I think it's worse than Boomerang at being a disperse at the very least. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If that's the line, sure. I think that checks but out. As a co like, in gen generally speaking, I think it'd probably be better than Boomerang. General applicability. Okay. Next up, we have. Depart the realm. It's disperse, but you can foretell it and then cast it for a single blue. I think this might be the most marginal upside of any of yeah. the disperses that we have on this I list. I was thinking like, the same thing. By a pretty large margin. I um, weirdly the more I think about this card, the more I want to play it. It's just <laughs> I just hate it. It's like you're if you're holding up mana anyway. You probably have a sink for it, in which case you don't want to foretell this because you want the option to sink that man into something. And if you do want to foretell it, then, like, it's just not that different than, like, that me That probably means you have excess mana anyway, and you're just sort of looking for something to do. And then it also just loses to, like, sorry, it doesn't lose to Dranith, but, like, if you, like, foretell it, and then, like, you don't really want it, like, want to spend it at the time, and somebody plays a Dranith, then you just, like put your fucking <laughs> disperse in exile for no reason and suddenly you don't have a disperse anymore. Okay, but like, what if someone casts a wheel and you feel like <laughs> a genius? I also feel like, and like, I don't know, maybe this is unfair because um, like, you could obviously just reveal disperse in your hand if you wanted to accomplish the same thing, but people knowing you have it is like, it makes them less likely to commit stuff that they're worried might get interfered with. Like there's Except a weird political element there, and like yeah, maybe they're, they're maybe they're that's... gonna think that it's the other one though, right? Like they're they're going to think that it's uh, Mystic Reflection. Like nobody yeah, has ever, to, nobody, has, nobody has ever seen a foretold card in CDH and been like, that's not a Mystic Reflection. Uh yeah. no no uh, uh what's it called the new one delayed bless fireball but uh, oh sure I guess now yeah yeah but um but. Yeah, I mean, you could just tell them, you know. But, I mean, I guess we do that with anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like... So this is this is a C tier? Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's oh, for C sure. and, like, I don't directly think it edges above out... Disperse. Yeah, I don't think it edges out you come to a river. It, it edges out exactly zero things. Like, it's, it's like, it sits directly on top of Disperse, and I don't... Th I'm not sure it'll ever be dethroned from that position. Okay. <laughs> that being said, I would... I actually... 
like feel like this being cast for its foretell cost is a lot more probable than anyone kicking into the royal. <laughs> 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 it's just it's just such a marginal upside even when you <laughs> foretell it though it's just um. like yes i uh i made my i made my disperse one less mana by paying two mana in advance for it <laughs> that's right <laughs> okay uh hey mana batteries have a a history in magic <laughs> and doing stuff history. uh okay next up we have geist wave disperse but if you controlled the permanent you draw a card so this is like, like this is I it pairs with one we're gonna talk about later as like the the dock side hype like Yeah, it definitely yeah. feeds on that. Um I do think it kind of suffers from a th- like while being strictly better than disperse, unlike repeal, I think that card draw <laughs> is actually not super valuable. Um, just because of the way CDH play patterns tend to go for it. I guess, like, what yeah. I was trying to say with Repeal is that non-deterministic Storm in CDH isn't really a thing, unless you count exactly, like, Mind's Desire. Um, like, you don't have the the sort of thing that other Stormics have in other formats, where you're playing things that make mana and drawing cards and drawing towards your win cons. And so, like, when you aren't playing like that this draw card is just not that useful a lot of the time um because if you're like using this to bounce your own dock side you probably already have the cards to win in your hand yeah again but i i think this is a relevant enough upside Mm -hmm. that i'm i'm certainly happy to put it in b tier it is nice to know that you can commit your dock side though before you cast your top tutor yeah that's what i was about to say is that like when you have this plus like top deck tutor, like it makes it so much more appealing for bouncing your dock side, right? Yeah. Or like just your own stuff in general. I think um, it beats it like into the royal. But I don't know if it makes it into B. I think it might make it into like the bottom of B. Yeah, that's what I was that's what I was looking at. Like just the bottom of B, but I think it makes it there. Ugh, yeah. I don't know. Drawing a car is just like imagine playing this in a black deck. Like really? Like there's you're <laughs> it's gonna get edged up by so many other cards. It is also it does um do a thing in uh Krakushima yeah. in a way that like doesn't suck as hard as repeal. Um, <laughs> like it, it basically it yeah, does what it does yeah, yeah. what you want repeal to do in Krakushima without like sucking when you need to use it as just a regular disperse. Yeah. Okay, but I think I think if we rank cards by the delta between regular play and Karkoshima play, then we have an incredibly different looking tier list here. Fair. Um, also, Gorfar. Cool. You know. Anyways. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, next no. up, we have we have a new one, and uh, possible. Th- th- is this the least disperse disperse on this list? Oh yeah, uh, I, I think so. I mean, I think you could actually argue that. Uh, repeal or right of undoing are less disperses but uh one in a white spicy uh exile target non-land permanent for as long as it remains exiled its uh owner may play it a spell cast by an opponent this way costs two more to cast so first of all the only non-blue disperse on this tier list uh which instantly jumps it up (laughs) oh yeah but also, it's just like it's just really good. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it just it just does disperse like really well. 
Yeah, like, the um, floor on this, other than, like, the incredibly narrow downside of you want to bounce your own Dockside and someone has a Draneth, the floor on this is that it's a Disperse that makes the thing you bounce cost two more. It's like a weird melding of, like, Disperse and uh, Elite Spellbinder? Spellbinder, yeah, Spellbinder. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, that's that's sick. Like, I would... Yeah, that... It's hot. It's also in white, so, like, if you have the Draneth, it's just, like, way better Disperse, right? You're just, like, cool. I'm, like, locking your thing away forever. Have fun. I, yeah. I guess the one other downside is it's, you can't bounce things in response to wheels. Yeah. That, that is, that is a, I think that's a marginal upside, though, just because, like, there are, I think there are fewer and fewer decks these days that are, like, both on wheels and, like, on. Putting things in play that you actually like, care about. Yeah, exactly. Or just, like, burning, like, both on wheels and, like, burning my disperse in response to said wheel, or just, like, before said wheel, right? Yeah. Like, it's... Wheels are just so out of favor. I, I just don't see it. I mean, they're not. I don't, they're I, no, that, are, I don't think that's true. It's, wheels, it's, but... it's decks with white in them with wheels are, like, not, like, particularly common right now, aside from, like, exactly blue farm and, like, maybe some five-color stuff. I feel like five-color stuff, even a lot of the time, isn't really playing wheels right now, though, either, because you just... No, but, like, like, what I'm saying is if you're playing a white deck and you're playing, like, against a wheel deck, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, I, yeah, it, I think this card is is pretty sweet. I think it's, like, a Definitely solid a B. A. Yeah, oh, okay. I, I definitely I, want to put it in A. I think it's like I mean, like there's like yeah, a, there's I a, guess that's better than Brazen Pearl. I could see, oh, okay. I could actually see this card winding up in S. Yeah, eventually. But yeah. it's new, and you know, I don't want to be the the like hype. What? Yeah. We can clickbait. Oh my god! No, we can clickbait I say the episode if we put it. Oh my god! Okay, we we put <laughs> it here, and we go to like make a screenshot. New best yeah. disperse. <laughs> <laughs> I think it beats out wins too. Uh, yeah, I, I think it almost yeah, certainly beats out wins. But it's nowhere close. I guess, like, like honestly, <laughs> I think, like, part of it, I'm, I, like, wasn't even really counting the fact that it's white, but, like, that is also kind of nice. Yeah, it's nice to It to can't be blasted, a, and you can A non-blue land, it. and... Yeah. Tap, yeah, yeah, with artifact mana, too. Yeah. Being able to, like, cast it off of a scrub land is actually, like, insane it's in four-color decks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next up, we have Expel from Arazka. Uh, it's a Disperse with Ascend. Uh, and if you have the city's blessing, you can put it on top of its owner's library. Uh, so what? this is, this is honestly just, this is F tier because it's something you have to track. Zero out of ten. <laughs> yeah, honestly. The fact Fuck that you card. have to, well, no, no, okay, hold up. No, 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 no. So the tracking sucks, but the fact that you get to announce when you cast it of, I have the city's blessing. And then you get just... to get out that little shiny token and put <laughs> exactly. it on. <laughs> um, it's a weird, so, okay, are there any blue decks that actually produce enough bodies that makes this relevant? Like, except oh. from exactly Najila, I guess. Orvar? Dude, city's, <laughs> city's blessing is not that bad. It's, like, kind of hard. Uh, 10 is a lot for decks that want to be running a lot of disperses. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, it's a. Okay, it's when do you, do you just. Do you, when do you get it? When do you actually. Whenever you have 10 permanents? So it's whenever you have 10 permanents and permanents, you either yeah. resolve a spell with ascend or control a permanent with ascend. There you go. Okay. Yeah, I feel like there's, like, plenty of temporary ascensions you can make. Really? 
but then like you have you to cast it, it while you have that, right? Yeah. Or or somehow get the city's blessing while you have those ten permanents. Which means you either need mm. another card with a send or well yeah, basically means you need another card with a send. I mean okay, even if like a send is feels attainable in an average game. I don't even know if putting something on top of its owner's library <laughs> is that good. It's not. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I, I actually don't think the upside is even particularly good here. Like, if you oh, want it for yourself... I, that's you like would... a... I think <laughs> if it just did that, I, it would make probably A tier for me. Oh, yeah. I, 100%. The issue is that, like, but... it's... You're jumping through so many hoops for like an effect that isn't actually even that much better than disperse. Okay. Yeah. So what are we feeling B or C? I'm, it's I think it's a C. C. And I don't yeah. think it beats out you come to a river. <laughs> <laughs> this is It almost <laughs> You guys are so high on you come to a river. Yeah. I mean it's just it's, the the combat just matters so much more often. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's the it's next the real up, disperse in this list. It's it's honestly it's just the modality is what gets me, right? It's just the fact that like you actually get a real effect if you need it. Yeah, it <laughs> like all these other effects where it's like, yeah, you get like this very, very, very marginal upside, like if you have these restrictions. Dude, it's literally okay. creature removal, it draws cards and it bounces things. Wow. <laughs> okay. Next all up well. we have Okay, let me know when you put it in your Thrasios Tumna deck. <laughs> <I> um, <laughs> next up we have Compelling Deterrence. Uh oh, it yeah. is a disperse, but if you control a zombie uh or sorry, yeah, if you control a zombie, then uh the owner of that permanent discards a card. So I'll be upfront and also completely self-own ahead of anybody else getting in before me. Um, I've been a stand of this card for like literal years. Also, I have never put it in a deck. <laughs> oh God. Okay, I, let's think of all the zombies that are played in, in CDH. Okay? Crom, yeah, huge, Great. huge, yeah, cool. Crom is huge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> He's also in the art of the card, right? That, or is that a different? It's a different or... zombie. It doesn't have two heads, just four. Oh, arm true. Scab. Yeah. Uh, okay. There's, there's gotta be another. I I feel like I went through <laughs> a list of them recently. Um, uh, greater than equal to blue. Okay, so God Eternal Kefnet was one for a bit, but nobody plays that deck anymore. Um. There's uh Verena, which nobody plays anymore. Um Yeah. Okay, to be fair, like making your opponent also discard a card is a pretty big upside, but I mean this It's huge, that's what I'm saying. But this condition <laughs> is just like never met in any practical it's, it's, practical yeah. term. It's just never relevant. The only other one is like it's basically just like Tormod. It's like Tormod and Chrome, basically. And nobody plays Tormod either, so it's just Chrome. Um Okay, I actually I think, think Fortel is more relevant than this. Yeah, I, as much as I want to simp for... <laughs> maybe, actually, really? I don't know. The peak is just so good, though. If you have a Kraman play and you cast this, and you can just, like, get something out of somebody's hand, it's just so good. But what if you want to bounce like somebody's... your own side? Zero out of ten. Somebody's empty-handed, you just get to get him? Maybe Krom Thrasios would play this. Or like, is it Chrome? 
Is it Grom? Yeah. <laughs> Crumb Did you even partner? I feel like I saw that deck somewhere. Crumb. Um, yeah. Yeah. Crumb Wait, do they Jessica? Yikes. Do people change that? I feel like there's another thing in the command zone now. Anyway. Um. Yeah. On principle, I sort of refuse to let it be put below foretell, but I totally understand why it would be. <laughs> like, the the upside is there. It's just, like, really hard to turn on with the commanders that we have access to right now. <laughs> like, now that I know that this card exists and synergizes with Krom, I'm not going to look at a Krom and be like, fuck, I better not go down to one card in hand. <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah, you know what? Fair. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Just immediately proven wrong for my instance. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, uh, we have Alchemist's Retrieval, which uh, casts for a blue, and it has return target permanent you control to its owner's hand, and you can cleave it for one and a blue to remove you control. So, uh, downsides. It's misstepable. That sucks. I hate that. Yeah. Uh, upsides. Uh, it only costs one when you're bouncing your own stuff. And and this one is huge in a very specific deck. Uh, it it's effectively triggers Cody. Stack. Yeah. <laughs> so you can you can disperse something, like full disperse something oh. while still triggering Cody for one. Um, which is pretty nice. Um, <laughs> I feel like I feel like the fact that you can like, in a pinch, go mana positive on a mana crypt is actually, like, pretty important with this. Yeah, or a mana oh, vault. Oh, no. Like a mana vault or a crypt, right? Um, and just even, one even, extra like, mana, mana when bouncing your a... dock side is really nice. Yeah. You can also, like, mana fix with a mox, right? Like, you, like, bounce, like, if you need to turn, like, a blue into a black or okay. something. Yeah. Like, you I can... mean, that's copium, but sure. Yeah, that is, that is hyper copium, but, you know, it's, like, that, like, there, there are upsides here that aren't, like, not immediately apparent, but, like, definitely, like, make themselves known in the game. And, like, I, I feel like it's, it's, like, similar to Geist Wave in ways, but the upside is just, like, more relevant um for the effect that disperse is versus drawing a card if that makes yeah, sense yeah cuz you, you know how to evaluate the upside yeah up exactly yeah there, there's no uncertainty as to like what the outcome of the card is going to be and it makes it like way easier to play around and like use optimally i honestly think that like this card should potentially i think a lot of decks that are playing snap might actually it, this might actually be correct um Particularly once, uh, like, yeah, in, it's honestly. something like Najila specifically where, like, the fixing is kind of important. Yeah, not, and you're, but like, in, playing, like, Wild Growth and you hope you sprawl, but... Yeah, but in, um, like, the the rog size of the world, I could actually... I, I kind of like this one. Yeah. Although the misstep is a bit of a concern. Um, but, like, are they really going to misstep an Alchemist Retrieval? I guess if it's, like, a massive dog side, but I feel like they're, like... There's no, no, but, like, no, no, what I'm saying is, side. like, you go to misstep like the null rod in. or so right, you go to guess, retrieval yeah. the null rod and it gets misstep because it seems like, he is ret- always one on the stack or like retrieval like a rule of law which is the big yeah. one right like you try to yeah. retrieval a rule of law and then it gets misstep yeah but i i still think i, I like the top of b tier i i was i was thinking yeah like maybe like bottom wow. of a top of b something like that i'm actually pretty high I on it can't, i can't i can't possibly let you guys put this into a that'd be that'd be crazy ah like to, like when you actually want it to be a disperse it's so low. But it's, what? I mean, it's still it's a regular just disperse. A, yeah. 
Oh, God. <laughs> it's on an were additional thinking, cost. I thought it was, it was an additional, additional cost. Yeah. I was, like, yeah. I was like, why are you guys talking so much about this car? <laughs> yeah, no. It's... it's... Yeah. Wow, okay. Nice. Well, we've got... We've got... We've got, uh, we've got that on tape. So would you like uh, to revise <laughs> your thoughts? Yeah, this will take a sec. Uh... Okay, if it's an actual factual disperse. Other than it can be Yeah, listed. I don't like know if I can... Outside. Okay, I can see it being bottom of A then, for that reason. Yeah, right? Like, I, it hey, has wow. arguments for bottom of A. I honestly I, thought I was gonna get pushed back on top of B, but... I, I, th I think, I think like, top of B is still, like, totally acceptable to me. I'm just, like, I'm feeling an A tier, but, like, I, I, I wouldn't complain about it being put in top of B, if that's what Matt thinks. Also, like, definitely all the ones not like... that we're, you know, balancing this for content, but, you know, yeah, like B2 is probably going to be more full. Than, uh, <laughs> okay, uh, next up, we have Perilous Voyage, uh, and this is uh, return target non-land permanent you don't control to its owner's hand if its converted meta cost was two or less scry two. Uh, so this is absolutely nutty in exactly Elegeth. Because <laughs> it's a disperse that draws two cards when you have your commander out. <laughs> Alright, so, so um, D tier? <laughs> I think that's basically top of S. Uh, I, like, I think this one's actually, like, probably less... Like, less talked about than it probably has a right to have been at one point in time, but, like, I don't think it's actually like good enough to see play over most things just the fact that you can't like you can't bounce here in crypt is like real rough i feel like the scry the number of things that my opponents control that i want to bounce that cost two or less is like yeah zero things right. and and <laughs> scrying two when i do that is like of no value to me and not being able to bounce my own stuff to me which like I'm not high on. I'm I'm not like a person who, you know, like thinks that being able to bounce your own stuff is super important. I'm not on the dock side doubling hype train for all these cards. But like I actually think it, the upside on this is lower than being able to bounce your own stuff. Oh yeah. And I, I wanna I, put it yeah, in D tier. For sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um I think it's uh I think boomerang. It's it I out. think it's I think it's better than Boomerang, just because I think, like, just the fact that you're not going to get mana screwed when you try to cast it <laughs> is, like, such a huge thing in relation yeah, to Boomerang. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Like, okay. I, I would I would much rather not be able to bounce my own stuff versus, like, just not be able to cast the card, like, period. In a lot of cases. Yes. <laughs> in all cases. Okay. And the last three we have are... No, 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 like... But Morgan, I, I think it's better than Boomerang. I don't, I don't know if oh, you think it's worse. Okay, sure. Yeah. Do you think it's okay. worse? I'm... Anyway. I have no thoughts. Um, <laughs> it's worse than Disperse, and that's really as far as I got. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, our last three are... I think these ones are going to be a little hard to rate because they are three mana. Like, actually yeah. three mana. Um... But, but we'll try our best. <laughs> we wanted to include them just to, to round out the list. Okay. First up, we have Rushing River, uh, which is return target, non land permit to its, uh, its two and a blue. 
instant return target non-land permit to its owner's hand. Uh, if you paid the kicker cost, return a second or another target non-land permit to its owner's hand. And the kicker cost is sacrifice a land. It's something that you're basically always going to be able to afford. Um, well, sorry, maybe not afford, but you're almost always going to be able to kick it if you need to. You're always going to be able to pay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I... I, I really like uh, Rushing River in relation to a lot of the stuff that I'm looking yeah. at right now. Like, it's just the fact that it can be a mini Psychrift for, like, way less mana is just, like, seems super powerful in relation to all the other effects that you get for around the same mana cost. Yeah. The fact that you only need one blue makes it feel a lot less, like, three mana than the other two do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially because you can, like, refund its mana cost as well, right? So you can, like... You can, like, Rushing River something and then, like, sack a land and bounce your own crypt to make it, like, an effective one mana um, disperse. Yeah. I hate this card. <laughs> it's better than this. It's gotta be better than disperse. It's, it's it, okay. Barely. I think it's, I think it's better. It's, like, I think it's, like, clearly better than disperse. I think it's clearly better than, like, everything in B tier, honestly. Oh, I very oh, much do I not don't agree. Yeah, I, I can think, see this I think being the, like a, the, the poster child of C. While the upside is real, I think the downside of it costs three is like, like the, for for most of these, the upside is not off, not like relevant that often. And I feel like this is also true here, where, like, it solves exactly two problems and that's worth it, versus, like, I just want to bounce one thing and it costs three, and I hate that so, so But, much. like, it, it can mm. solve two problems, or, yeah. again, it can, like, refund itself. Like, refunding itself is, like, such a huge thing. Sure, but then it's a sorcery. And, like, a mid-rangey, uh, kind of dockside-type uh, deck where I feel like you would potentially consider this card. Like, like our... Are you I, bouncing stuff, I, what, before you, you're, like, bouncing stuff in your main phase before you go off? Uh, like, that that just seems like a worse play pattern than just bouncing into the end step, in which case I'd, like, much rather have it cost two. Yeah, but, like, the, the idea that, like, you can do that play pattern if you need the extra mana, as well as the fact that, like, you can just solve multiple problems with it is, like, pretty huge. Yeah, but, like, all the times where you're thinking, like, I need to hold up interaction because I don't want to die, and your interaction is fucking Rushing River? Yeah. It's like, just, I, like, I don't know, it, it feels it feels almost like... Like, I see how people came to really high evaluations on this card, and it's like, they think of it as a silver bullet and not as, like, a, an interactive a spell. Right. And, like, I I don't actually think that that's, like, an appropriate way to evaluate a card like this. Mm -hmm. Like, I, you know, I don't know where I would put Psychrift if you couldn't cast it as a Disperse. But, like, it would be pretty freaking low. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, like, that that's such an extreme case compared to, like, paying the one additional mana for this, yeah. right? Like, I actually don't agree. <sighs> I think, okay, I think that, obviously, like, like, you probably, yeah, you probably sure. don't play this in decks. Like, you, you almost certainly, like, you're not playing this in decks where you, like, want to be interacting with your bounce spells, though, right? Like, you, you want to be playing this in decks, in the decks where it's, 
like you, you want to be either bouncing your own stuff or you need to deal with problems so that you can go do something powerful. And I think in like what in decks? those situations, huh? What decks? Just like on like, I mean, okay. I think the issue with like some of the evaluation of Rushing River is that it's been like completely displaced by stuff that's outside of this dispersed category, where like it's sort of like been displaced by like you know like damn March of Swirling Mists, um, that kind of stuff. But like I think in terms of like disperses, like it's just it it just it just does the thing so good that it does at like yeah it's a it's yeah. a real cost but the upside it, is it, just massive. Okay, I feel like it doesn't do the thing it does so well. Like that's I I I disagree with that. I feel like bouncing two things. I'm not saying obviously sometimes it's relevant, but like if you're really getting stacked out, the window where three mana bounce two things solves your problem is like real narrow hmm. i feel like if you're getting right, really like, stacked out you kind of want the two for ones to get yourself no 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 it. no but, but i'm saying like i'm saying once the third stacks piece comes down like unlike a psych rift which has a, a theoretically infinite ceiling right this is really only good when it answers two out of two stacks pieces on the board yeah and like, like, at three mana, when there are land. exactly yeah. two stacks pieces on the board, I just think that's a narrow window. Like, even and setting like, aside if, if there are, the, the there relative are value of sacking things. the land. If there are three things, then, like, yeah, three mana, sack a land, and you need to then do something else, and then untap is, like, rough. Ah, uh, yeah, I get it. Uh, I, dude, I, if, there's I, three, if there's, like, three impactful stacks pieces in play like none of these cards are going to be relevant except for cyclonic rift and maybe in very but, rare scenarios chain of vapor right but i i guess what i'm saying is if there are three stacks pieces on the board i'd rather cast a regular disperse on one of them than rushing river on two of them like uh, i don't know i i, uh, I remove the I remove the null rod to let me cast my crom, leaving the rule of law in the Grafdigger's cage, or whatever. I, th like, I think I'd be hap happy incurring the additional mana cost if I'm only targeting one of the stack species because I'm so thoroughly stacked out, I'd likely have some extra resources. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. like, in, in a rock deck, three mana under, like, an oof is, or, or null rod is, like, kind of rough. Yeah, which I guess is a probably where you'd play this, right? Because you would want to be able to capitalize on the, the self-bounce. Mm. I don't know. I still... I, I, dude, I, a rock deck having three lands in Also, place, it like, just gets countered, and then you just two-for-one yourself. I, that, that, is, that is the rough part. Um, I, I think... I think I would probably personally put it in, like, upper B, lower A. Um, uh, still. I, I, I think it's better it than the stuff in B. C. It's gotta beat out... Yeah, I feel like it beats out Echoing Truth for me, and then... I think it beats out Geist Wave. Okay, well, if it beats mm. out Echoing Truth, it beats out Geist Wave. Oh, sorry, did you... Oh, sorry, I, 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 I heard Into the Royal. Yeah, sorry. It, it, yeah, I think it beats out Echoing Truth. I think, like, maybe maybe the discussion is, like, whether this or uh, Brazen Borer is, like, more relevant more much of the time, where, like, Rushing River probably has, like, <laughs> oh, a... Oh, God. <laughs> An, an I, amount I can't of wait consistency. I want to leave Brazenboro at the, the top because in. I just I want to hear 
I want to hear the malding act. <laughs> the vitriol. Putting, putting Brazen Borer <laughs> above Rushing River. <laughs> Honestly, you know what? Sure. Engagement. I'm yeah. down. I probably, <laughs> For the sake of engagement. I probably no believe... There's bad publicity. <laughs> <laughs> I probably believe that this beats out Brazen Borer, but I understand. Okay, next up we have Capsize, which is one blue-blue return target permanent to its owner's hand with buyback three. The I think at one point... There was a time in every Magic player's career where they thought this was the single most broken card <laughs> ever printed. Yeah. They just got handled by a Capsize. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I think the double blue. I think it's just so if we were bad. if we were talking if we were doing a tier list like this like five years ago, I think this goes in A. <laughs> I think in current year, it's probably in D. <laughs> I I think I'd rather disperse. Yeah, it's just okay. It's so see, emblematic. This is, of this the is again where like I feel like in most situations I'd rather a disperse. I agree, but. Again, playing Mizzix I could or see a world where I put this in a deck, and I can't see a world where I put Disperse in a deck. Uh, I don't think that's... I, th I, think, I think there's so much of the time that, like... I think if you RNG pick me a commander that has blue in its color identity, over 95% of the time, I would play a Disperse over a Capsize. Oh, yeah, uh, I definitely agree yeah. with that. But that's, like, not... I don't think that's a practical argument. Like, I think Morgan's point is a lot more practical. Like, you would play it because of the buyback, because it has some crazy synergy, like, you can severely reduce its cost, or it actually is your win condition. Yeah, it's... Uh, it's it's like, just, like... It's just so bad, even in that role, it feels like. I don't know. Yeah, basically exactly like, Mizzix. Yeah. It's like it's it's like it has to be explicitly like this is part of your combo package because it can't just be an outlet because there are so many better just outlets if you have your deck in your hand. Oh no, I don't think we're thinking like, of like, deck in your hand. Yeah. I think we're thinking uh, more when like you, when you have mana. your deck in your hand and you just no, 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 sorry, I, I, your I, outlet, I'm, let's go. I'm 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 saying like I'm saying like there, there's so few situations where this is actually the best outlet, like as a possibility. I think this is great if you if you frequently have infinite mana for no apparent reason. Okay, and you don't yeah, have a Thrasios in your command zone. <laughs> Let's see if we can make everyone angry. Yeah, how do we feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be quite <laughs> angering. <laughs> You know what? I'm. I'm. It, it, the last. The last. Like. Uh. Last quarter mile of this podcast is just making our listeners as angry as possible, and I'm down for it. <laughs> I. I think I would responsibly like to see this in top of D tier. Yeah, I, I think it's probably. All right. Uh, is it better than Banishing Deck? Oh God. It's. Yeah. Come on. What. Bashing that combo is way easier though, and it like it does the combo thing in way more decks. <laughs> Dude, the right? highest banishing knack below disperse. Is it banishing knack? Yeah, more? I feel it, like this might be an argument for moving banishing knack up. Above. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, okay, okay. Sorry. Here, here's what I'm saying. I think actually any of the arguments about capsize that like I might actually play this in a deck 
it seems like it might there you know i could be convinced that like there are situations where it is actually worth it i feel like those apply to banishing knack too and i think it's the better card of the two so like banishing knack beats up dispersus and then capsize stays like i get that like no, the, I, the I, average I, is lower but i think that the I would just put I I think I just lead banishing knack at like top of D like it's better than capsize but I, I don't think it's better than disperse on like a just a one to one comparison basis. Because mm. if we're if we're like if we're <laughs> <laughs> stop just being evil. <laughs> I I personally think it's better than disperse. I think that the the <laughs> like. Having your creature removed in response is not relevant enough to warrant it being lower than disperse. All right, you know what? Let's let's leave it in D right here. We'll finish up the tier list and then we'll do like a quick cleanup and cut, and then we'll come back to Dude, the viewers with our our finish. Like we're our on wipe away, man. We're finishing up the tier list. <laughs> we're here. Yeah, so let's let's finish it up and then we can do like a, a massive argument session that'll probably get cut from the final episode and then like then we'll actually have it probably this is gonna be like an hour and a half of us just like arguing about the minutia of is bashing back actually better than capsize (laughs) cool uh wipe away so effectively can't be countered except by like counterbalance yep can't be responded to costs literally one gabrillion mana I actually think that, like, it's such a unique version of the effect that it probably just makes B just based off the peaks. B? What? <laughs> what? No way. I think that they were, like... <laughs> How could this be B tier? Enough decks playing, like, Sapphire Medallion and Brawl in them. <laughs> I'll never play Wipe Away. I'll never play Wipe Away. I'll, I'll actually play You Come to a River. I'll actually do it. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, God. This is like, where I'm leaning. Uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe it's. I think it's. Yeah, I, it's okay, probably I, that bad. I think it's. I think it's better than disperse, in some ways. Okay. Okay. Here's. Okay. Here's maybe just a meta point. I. I think this card becomes less and less relevant over time, just strictly because like, interacting in magic is not, like, That's split fair. second is becoming less and less relevant as a way to, combat, interaction. Yeah, the the amount like, of ways to protect yourself that aren't counter spells is like it's like it's like actual design language. You just now. start and your combo turn with a veil or a silence. Every yeah, set yeah, has yeah. a That's card. Fair. Or, That's fair. Yeah, it basically is just a three mana bounce. Reed's just living in the past. Don't mind him. I just it's it just I I just have this dream of wipe awaying something with a, with my Urza and play or like my Hanada and play or something and people just being like this sucks I can't interact with this. But wh- All right. like I, I don't know anyway. <laughs> I will accept its placement. <laughs> um, okay. I guess uh we'll we'll start a discussion. There may be a bit of a cut here if if we deem the discussion not interesting for listeners, but things we want to yeah. move around. Actually, yeah. okay, here's what, like, sort of, I'll, I'll explain my reasoning on cards like Banishing Knack and Capsize. I'm kind of, for each card, I'm giving it a score for, like, ceiling, 
average and floor in my head. Mm. Like, this isn't, like, exact. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, so a card like Disperse is just, it's like C's across the board for me. And a card like Banishing Knack is, like, an A for the ceiling. Honestly, like, somewhere between a B and a C for the, for the, the average. Because I think, like, I'd rather have it once the game has developed people have creatures i'd rather have a banishing knack most of the time and then like obviously a d for floor which is like the thing gets removed or there's like a creature yeah it's like a d minus for floor but but to me that that a makes it hard for me to put it in d where like Hmm. you can do like shenanigans with it you know some weird combo thing you know paradox engine jeska ascendancy whatever uh, or, like, you somehow have untaps, or you play it and, like, get to prank someone through their silence. Like, all of those things make it hard for me to put it in in D tier. Actual D. Okay. Yeah, the fact that it, yeah, the fact that it has the self-bounce mode in general, I think, is... puts it higher than D. Alright. So do you think it jumps to C or do you think it jumps to B then? Oh, I think it jumps to, I think it jumps to C. I think the average isn't enough better than disperse. And like the floor is real. The downsides are real, but like, I think I'd be happy putting it like. Yeah. Yeah, That's where I was thinking too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then we have three drops, which suck. I think, yeah. Uh, Is Perilous Voyage better than them? Than the three drops? Yeah, the three drops. Hmm. Actually, yeah, I'm not going to spend mental energy ordering D tier. D tier. I'm gonna. I'm gonna scary. say no. I'm gonna say no because, like, the, like, I feel like the logic for banishing knack applies to these a bit, where like they mm. have that high ceiling. They're just like a lot worse. I think their floor is, right? Like the or, floor like, of half size is worse is like than C. Or sorry, yeah, the average is like a, a, not even a C. Like I don't think the average on Boomerang is a C, right? Sure. So I think the average on these is so low, but like the upside on this is like actually nothing. <laughs> That's fair. like I don't <laughs> yeah, care. That, that is true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I think probably yeah. The the only other the only other point of contention on this list is probably Soul Partition. Um, oh, not but I, not. The brazen borer. We don't want to. Uh, it. no, we're, we're just gonna. I think we'll make people angry. Yeah, I'm happy. <laughs> okay. With that. I think uh, if I were really, really being nitpicky, I'd I'd D rank into the royal by one slot. But yeah, I I, I think you come to the river is actually a, a good anchor for C, oh, like a good God. delimiter for C and B. I can't believe this. <laughs> All right. You could even All say right. low B. You could even say bottom B. I don't. Well. Okay, Honestly, okay. yeah, I, I, I refuse. No, I wouldn't. No. I wouldn't object to a low B. I would. I was, <laughs> and I have the mouse checkmate. Ninety-seven percent joking on that. Three percent of me believes it should be low B. All, All right. right. Well, nice. I think. Yeah, I think we have our finished list. Um. Uh, okay. I guess I guess. <laughs> Machine yeah. over matter for me is like, it's new, and that just makes it hard. I don't know. I'm like yeah, a little I, I, uncomfortable I, with where it is, but I don't know if I want to move it up or down. <laughs> I, I I think it's 
in the perfect place of uncertainty where it's like it it's just bouncing on the knife's edge of being able to tip to one side or the other and that's a perfect place for a new card yeah. like that all right all right so we're happy with this i think so lock it in all right all right coolio uh well uh for anybody who made it this far there's like an hour and a half of us but to me for every people sorry if you skip the whole video and now you're here <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> um, welcome <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the tier list. Uh, uh, so let us know what you think about this one. Um, I that, that, was, that was some amount of fun to. <laughs> to oh, uh, I enjoyed myself. To put together. I was like, I, yeah, was honestly, I, I I thoroughly enjoy having uh having arguments about like just things that nobody should care about as much as we do with you guys. So <laughs> I'm more than happy to spend the hour and a half just uh just having that discussion. Um. But we will, uh, I think we'll probably take a screenshot of this and put it on, like, an image sharing site and whatever and throw it in the Discord or throw it on, yeah, we'll probably put it on Twitter at some point. Um, uh, and then we'll uh, grab a uh, link to this tier list as well if you want to make your own. So we'll put that in the video description too. That, that'll uh, be for $5 patron. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Um, don't don't cross-check. You, you, no. You just... <laughs> let's just look at the description um yeah let us know what you think uh i think there are probably some choices in here that people can get angry about or uh, debate so let us know how you value all the different aspects of disperse the card um and i think uh with that out of the way we are done our main topic um and we're moving into uh i think it's it's this this one is like sort of everybody's favorite section. Anyway, we'll we'll run we'll run through the whole thing. <laughs> okay. This is everybody's favorite section. Gut check. Gut check. Gut check. And yes, that one was sort of rushed because uh this time around we don't actually have our own gut check. Uh it actually comes from a listener question. Um and it comes from half a listener question and then we appropriated half this listener question to be our gut check so we're gonna we're gonna run through the uh the listener question uh first for context run through the gut check and then we'll do the discussion on the listener question afterwards um sure. so this listener question comes from bubs um bubs asks can you imagine a possible future where polymorph strats rule the meta what would it take to get there um and bubs's gut check for this episode from this listener question is uh, do you have any hot takes on best polymorph commanders? Um, so we're gonna run through that gut check first, and then we'll uh, we'll circle back and uh, run through a listener question after that. Um, so best polymorph commander, guys. Um, I I think I have my answer already locked in for this one. I'm like so in flux with this because I I feel like I've tried to brew every polymorph commander, mm -hmm. and I've I don't feel like I've come out super successfully in any of my renditions. So. Matt, how, how, about you, how, about, how about you give us your favorite Polymorph Commander for yeah. this one? Um, I think probably Kikar would probably be my favorite. Oh, that's actually a good one, yeah. I, I Polymorph Kikar slash, I think uh, Mass Polymorph Kikar, just like being able yeah. to do it with a... Having the Mass like, Polymorph option makes it, masses, yeah. makes it more fun, for sure. Um. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Just just guide polymorph in general seems kind of fun. Mm -hmm. 
how'd you did you end up I, i'm not gonna delay this for too long but uh did, did you ever end up actually liking how elminster played out or is that just a <laughs> dropped I, project it's a super fun high power deck wow <laughs> <laughs> you know what? tons of fun description in the high power <laughs> yeah uh morgan um i like it's uncreative but i think uh thrasius rograk is just like mm. it just you have the outlet you have the rograk and you have good colors uh, obviously you're like <laughs> i feel like i'd almost like it a little bit more if it wasn't green just because like i would be less sad <laughs> about not being able to play dorks <laughs> about not being able to play creatures yeah. But, yeah. like, just, you get red and blue, which is what you need, you get an infinite mana outlet in the command zone, and you get something free to polymorph, plus you get, like, a commander that isn't stone useless. So, that's, mm. uh, to me, that's gotta be it. Um, I think Thras Rog is probably, like, the uh, the best, like, obvious, like, uh, like, polymorph only strategy uh, or like deck like that um but i think i'll actually probably answer shurikai uh just because i think like shurikai generates uh it generates advantage in a way that like a lot of other polymorph decks sort of don't um and it also like you know layers nicely with uh like other win cons obviously like with other infinite outlets and polymorph like you do similar stuff but like you have decent stuff there and you have like some spicy value engines as well that like aren't just uh like thrasios value engines or like just urza stuff in general so i, I think i'll walk in shurikai i okay. i yeah. really i i'm not a fan of shurikai polymorph because um i think unlike with rograk where you have a free zero drop in rograk or urza where everything can be tapped for blue mm. you need two mana positive rocks or like a double, like a Cryptor of Vault and something that doesn't outweigh that. Plus, you yeah. need to make colors. And that just, like, that starts to become more and more real of a of a restriction, especially when you can't, often can't really support Mox Amber. And That's fair, yeah. yeah. I'd, just, probably, uh, I'd probably rank Urza over Shorakai, too. Um, this actually, you know what, great uh i think there's actually a pretty good segue into talking about like what actually makes polymorph uh strategies good or like what what makes poly some polymorph decks better okay, than other wait. polymorph decks and like where um like where they can go next to actually like be good and potentially dominate the meta yeah hold on, hold on. Um, i just want to lock in my answer to not be kickar because it is fun but it's definitely nowhere close to the best all right <laughs> <laughs> Put Urza in, yeah. Urza? I'm happy right. to okay. lock Urza. for the diversity. I, th guess, I think yeah. those are like the three, yeah, the, I think those are three reasonable options for the best yeah. deck. Best Polymorph deck. Yeah. But yeah, um, I do in, love Kickar. In, in terms of like what's good in Polymorph, um, I think uh, probably, I think the limiting factor right now is that you just sort of have to do Hullbreaker Horror stuff. Um. And, like, it, it locks you into this uh, style of deck that, like, like all polymorph decks, for the most part, seem to, like, lose to a lot of the same hate. And it's, unfortunately, like, really varied hate that they lose to, if that makes sense. Like, you lose to, like, Grafdigger's Cage. You also lose to Rule of Law. You lose to Null Rod a lot of the time. Like, you just... 
it's just like a bunch of stuff that you like really don't want to have to deal with that like you just sort of expose yourself to through the wind con. Especially for me, the biggest is um not being able to play creatures and still losing to curse totem. Yeah, that that's like a huge one. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, if there was, I think like what what it would take. Yeah, it's not like more polymorphs. We have enough polymorphs. I think what we need is either a win something that wins that doesn't need uh like an infinite mana outlet as the commander or like like i don't know if you could if you could polymorph a kickar token into razaketh like that would actually be sweet i don't oh, think it would yeah, rule yeah. the meta but like if you had something that's more like a razaketh to like polymorph into or or like maybe Reziket isn't a great example because a lot of the things won't produce the creatures for it but yeah. i think like if you could polymorph into something that somehow won the game without needing your commander to make infinite mana i think that would be a really big upside and like right now i mean i don't think that we're gonna see that card because i don't know what it would look like um just like because they can't just print a card that kind of just wins the game when you put it onto the field like that seems yeah thing that they're not gonna print but you could print like a cheaper mass polymorph and then you can solve that problem by just generating two creatures yeah that's fair just like a a, a divert like print more divergence and then suddenly you have a divergent deck instead of a polymorph deck yeah yeah and then you have what three you have uh uh, it's sort of three. Yeah, you have uh, Divergent Transformations, Mass Polymorph, and Synthetic Destiny. Synthetic Destiny is a weird one just because you always get it in end step, which is, like, not particularly which, like, suitable a lot of the time. It's fine but... for certain things. Like, I think um, Niv yeah. Tandem Lookout is, like... Mm. Uh, obviously, you, you theoretically need to start it, but, like, you don't because it's kind of just a hard lock. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Unless you're other, like, than, other than, like, exactly Gilded yeah. Drake. Yeah. <laughs> Or, or yeah, Yisun or something like that. But, I mean, even Yis- does Yisun have good tools to, like, deal with it? Obviously, it's they can not... theoretically kill you, but, like... I, I don't like, I guess if there's, like, it. if there's, like, an ongoing, like, Winota thing at the table, like, that could be a, pro- a problem. Sure. Um, I could see them printing, yeah. like, some, like, five-color, three-mana <clears throat> commander that makes tokens with some upside. That would probably be enough in... The- the form of a commander and then as far as combos go i don't even think it particularly matters niv tandem would be fine mm. i also feel like yeah, they I, could I think print like some x there's definitely you can cost some x polymorph spells to do some wacky stuff like there we have like some weird ones that don't quite work the way you want it to because they like do weird things with typing like um oh, in in something ingenuity um where you like Hit, it hits like artifacts and creatures and that's kind of awkward um but like if they printed wait, i can't remember what it's called and it's bothering me now it's like red 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 x um, yeah um yeah it's the modern and uh modern and pioneer deck right now yeah yeah uh okay here's a here's a super yeah. hot take i think if elminster were actually not a planeswalker it would be genuinely viable for because uh, like because like you just mass stuff. yeah because you just can't you can't play value in that deck like you can't just value off your commander which right is so crucial 
anyway. Oh, in- indomitable creativity. Indomitable, indomitable creativity. creativity. It's impossible to pronounce. <laughs> yeah, I-, I I think basically the the idea is that like we need like more mass polymorphs at like reasonable costs, or we just need like better things to polymorph into that aren't just like all breaker horse stuff. Yeah, or yeah, it could be like a one card combo with your partner and a partner deck. Uh, yeah, like uh, if there was like something decent to pair with Malcolm, um, that you could play Polymorphs for, um, that wasn't something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you'd have to be like uh, yeah, it, like if you could play like if you could play like Malcolm Rog, uh, as a Grixis deck. Well, I guess you just, like, wouldn't even do that. You would just, like, play Malcolm Rog, and that would be a busted deck. But, yeah, like, you know, like, if, if there was, like, maybe, like, Vile Smasher was, like, two mana instead. <laughs> You'd play, like, Malcolm Vile, like, Polymorphs or something. Yeah, or, um, or, or, or like, um, potentially they could print something like an Empty the Lab that, you know, wins with, like, a simple combo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. Um... I'm not actually sure that we'll get to. Yeah, we're we're already running pretty long on this one, so I think we'll uh we'll call it there on that uh, listener question slash gut check. Um, but again, reminder that uh for all of our gut checks and I, yeah, for all of our gut checks, uh we do um have the uh voting available for them on our Discord server in the uh, gut checks channel, so you can go check those out after listening to this episode and vote on all the previous gut checks as well. Go see what everybody else thinks about them and who you think on the podcast was correct in their answering of said gut check. Um, but I think that about wraps it up for this episode. Um, if anybody would like to reach out to us uh, with any questions, comments, or concerns, you can contact us on Twitter at IntoTheNorthPod, via our email at IntoTheNorthPodcast at gmail.com, or on our Discord server, the invite link for which can be found in the description for this episode. An extra special thanks goes to all of our patrons who help cover the expenses for our show and allow us to work toward improving the quality of the podcast. If you too would like to become a patron, we're at patreon.com slash into the north podcast. Another way you can support us is via our TCG player affiliate link. So anytime you want to purchase something from the TCG player, use our affiliate link, which is in the description as well. A portion of your purchase goes towards supporting the podcast. Thank you as always to the band Vox Cadre for our lovely podcast music and to Nate's Lover for our equally lovely podcast logo. Next episode will be out in two weeks. Until then, see ya. Bye.